good afternoon, everyone. And I have to say it was a wonderful show last week. And or actually it was two days ago. It feels like last week. <laughs> but a couple apologies for the show. First, Mike Brady is the one who did the trailers and he does do book trailers for authors. So y'all look him up. Number two, I have to apologize because we kept talking about Amy on the stalking and we kept saying episode six. And if y'all went to episode six and y'all looked it up and it was Dan Chris Games. No, she's not stalking gamers. <laughs> but the episode no, was I, actually episode seven. If I feel like we should up. clarify here because, you know, Kevin Sorbo's here and he's going to think I'm a stalker. So let me clarify this before he's like, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten on to? OK, I'm not really a stalker. I just was talking about on comic at the Comic Cons. Right. I will if. You're someone I want to meet. I will come and find you. And so it's not, I'm not going to stalk you. Please don't worry about that. I will not literally do that. Just at the Comic Cons, I will come and, and find you and make sure, you know, that I say hi. Like, that's just kind of my thing. And I don't have better terminology than stalk you until I get to say hi. And that's for anybody. So it's it's not a literal thing. But I kind of. come up with the term fanatic. As opposed to stalking. Uh, yeah, I didn't want I didn't want you know anyone continuously listening or for Kevin to think I'm going to come you know stalk him. I, I will not do that. I promise. <laughs> I won't do that. Well, <laughs> well, I think I think hounding hounding would probably be a good word. No, I'm just the the person that you will continuously see in your line of vision until. <laughs> you say hi or whatever. That's just, I, that, I'm that kind of person I will be, you know, that, I think that's a fair, that's a fair judgment. I can say that about myself. Well, sometimes yes. you don't, when someone's talking, you don't want to butt into them, but you want them to see you and eventually say, Hey, I've seen you all day. Great. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do that to you. I could. That's a nicer way, but yeah, I could, I could. Anyway, the excitement coming on, we have 13 days for Comic Conroe to start, which I'm looking very much forward to because it will be their first Comic Con. And I think it's going to give start giving Comic Palooza a run for its money. Maybe not the first year, but a couple of years down the road. I'm super which, excited. Um, I get to do triple time. I'll do Comic Con that, I'll do the con hour that day. I have my author stuff that day and Star Trek Pathfinder stuff that day. So we run around like a maniac all weekend, but it'll be a blast. Anyway, let's introduce our guest, which we haven't done yet. Kevin Sorbo's here with us today. Yay. How y'all doing? Hi. I'm looking and, forward. To, I've done Comic Palooza, uh, Comic Palooza before, and uh, I'm trying to remember when it was. It's probably maybe four or five years ago already. The years go by so darn fast. So. Um, I know it was, I had a great time. I'm looking forward to come back out again. And I know we got some pretty fun things lined up for, uh, for my, my time there as well. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get out there. So how many Comic-Cons do you do a year? You know, because, uh, you know, just Hercules and Andromeda combined. You got the space world covered. Then you got the sci-fi world. I mean, the fantasy world covered. I get, you know, Herc was in 176 countries. Andromeda was 150 countries. And, um, I got. I know this is sin of pride, but by season three, we became the most watched show in the world with Hercules, which is pretty wow. cool. And uh, so I get invited probably to thirty or forty cons a year, and I usually I usually pick out anywhere from six to ten. It really depends on my schedule and what's going on. Two years ago, before COVID shut the world down, 
Um, I got invited three in a row in Europe. One was in um, uh, Vienna, Munich, and Brussels. So I took my whole family. We just made a month's trip drive out there. We just had a blast. My three kids, my wife, and we just we just buzzed. I spent three and a half years living in Europe after college. So it was fun for me to kind of go back and retrace some of my uh, my early youth ventures. And uh, we, had a, we just had such a good time. I mean, renting our car and cruising on the Audubon at 160 miles an hour is nice. fun. Nice. I did that in Arizona once. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably only slightly over the speed limit there. <laughs> it was back in the 90s, too. I mean, it was nothing but desert. I just happened to look, look in my rearview like mirror and I see these flashing lights way yeah. behind i mean way behind me and then i looked down at the speedometer and it's pegged you know what? i like, drove oh. i drove from la to dallas one time years ago and you go through all of california all of arizona all of new mexico and when you get to el paso you're now in texas but you're only halfway to dallas yeah <laughs> that state is and i remember after i left el paso i was cruising and not it just like probably what you i wasn't thinking i was just by myself and I was cruising and I didn't pay attention. I didn't landlock there. And I just, there was nothing but oil wells around me and stuff, nobody around. And the whole time, I guess these cops have been next to me for like 10 minutes. I finally look over at them and they, they were laughing. And the guy, the guy just said, slow it down. There's days and not paying attention, but you know, thank God they didn't give me a ticket. Cause I'm, I know it was going probably about 105 or something like that, but uh they were nice enough not to give me a big ticket. Well, nice. my husband and I drove from San Diego all the way to East Texas where we live. It took us the exact same time to drive from San Diego to El Paso. Sure. As did from El Paso to East Texas. The yep. exact same time. You know it. It's, it's a long drive. It's a big ass state, guy. Everything big in Texas. In Texas, boy. <laughs> so, you know, I lived, I lived in Dallas for two years after college. I went down there. I was with an agency called the Kim Dawson Agency doing commercials and print work. And I went down there because I was. it's always about a girl, right? So I was dating a girl that was living down there. But I had two buddies playing football at SMU from my high school. So uh, it was fun. I had a good time. I was a bouncer at a club called Confetti's. It was a hot club back then. And... Um, it was uh, it was interesting. I had, a, I had a very good time there. So I do have I do have a tie-in, and I've shot a lot of movies in Dallas, Fort Worth area, as well, and in Austin and, and Waxahachie. I just like saying Waxahachie. <laughs> um, so I've, I've shot probably seven eight movies in Texas. Nice. Okay, so we're, we'll classify you as a Texan. We'll we'll there you go. you in there. I'm a very Texan. I like, I, like Texan. The state. I like the state. Yeah, I mean, it is a very big state. That's true. I mean, 11 hours and you're still not even out of the state. But I was born and raised here, so I, you know, I hold a very close part of my heart. So. Sure, sure. Well, one of the things that you're doing at Comic Con, which I haven't really seen done at any other Comic Cons, is Friday night you're having movie night with Kevin Zorbo. Yeah. And I believe we actually have the trailer for the movie that's going to be playing so let's go ahead and play that real quick and then we'll ask you a couple of questions afterwards sure. but nothing to ruin movie night no <laughs> <laughs> you're not julius caesar okay no i'm not you didn't think big enough what if you had the perfect life mercedes-benz sl65 you marry me of course penny bear what if god 
came today some kind of missionary letter? Wendy. Who is she? Old girlfriend. We almost got married. You still talk to her? I make a point of never going back. Had other plans. What's going on? No, 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 no. Kid me, it's a brand new car. Who are you? I'm an angel sent here to help you straighten out your life. Uh, okay. Close your eyes. Count backwards from 100. Uh, no. Fine. All right. Well, have it your way. Mommy, Daddy's crawling on the floor. Oh, dad, Dad, no, I, I, I'm not anybody's dad. A divine intervention. What is this? What's Wendy doing here? Why does everyone act like they know me? Gives him a second chance. Reverend, I'm ready for you now. Reverend. Reverend. You know, I, um, try to make more money so you can buy things and then you'll be happy. It's called the great what if. What if? See, every now and then he chooses someone to re-examine their life. Daddy paid the most popular guy in Clearville $80 to stay away from me. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And it's all because of you. I, I can't be the Ben that they think I am. I'm not your husband and I'm not their father. When you walked away, you broke two hearts, Wendy's and his. But now he's given you another chance. Thank you for letting me make things right, even though I don't deserve it all. I want to be yours from now on. Kevin Sorbo, Christy Swanson, John Ratzenberger, and Debbie Ryan. Thanks, Daddy. You're welcome. From producer Jerry Jenkins, author of the Left Behind series. Spent years thinking that I was happy, but I didn't know what happy meant. What if? You know, you're pretty tough for an angel. Where do you rank? Did they send me someone important? The fact that I'm sitting here babysitting you should tell you where I rank. <laughs> that last line's awesome. <laughs> I do want to ask is have you ever had a movie night at any convention before no this is the first time i've done a vip night that's what i told him i said guys i've been doing these vip nights lately where i show an episode of hercules we have a meet and greet we have you know snacks and drinks uh i do a special 11 by 14 picture of either hercules or captain dylan hunt from andromeda that won't be at the table at the con um we do a q a after it and we might show a couple little bloopers i make it a fun night and uh, I've been doing that more and more the last three years. But they came up with us to say, hey, we got a movie theater we can use. Um, so we are doing the VIP night on Saturday night, but we're doing this movie screening. And they said, look, um, you know, you do a lot of movies that are family friendly. It doesn't have to be a, a con movie, so to speak, or, uh, you know, an episode of Herc or Andromeda or something like that. And they brought up the, you know, I said, well, what about what if? I think I've shot 66 movies and counting. I got four more lined up to go. So this year alone, and um, I, it, I put that in my top three. I, I know a lot of people, um, you know, in the Bible Belt, they know I do a lot of faith-based, family-friendly movies. There's a movie I did called God's Not Dead that was a massive hit. Yeah. This is the same writers, What If, came out two years before God Said Dead. In my book, it's a better movie, but it's hard for independent movies to get, you know, if you look at Avatar, Avengers, Thor, these Spider-Man movies, Hollywood spends $300 million on these movies. Then he spent another $100 million promoting it. We do movies that my production company in the three to four million range. And that sounds like a lot of money. That's catering budget on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? So yeah. how do we get out there? We can only get out by word of mouth. And God's Not Dead just strike lightning and just became huge. That $3 million budget became, it was a $2 million budget, made over $140 million. I mean, it was insane. 
So um, this is a movie that uh, we decided to show out there because I want families to come to it. Um, you know, we can get to the, you know, Comic-Con world on Saturday night with me because it's going to be a fun <laughs> night, promise me. But I, I think this is something the kids of all ages will love. They'll see it. John Ratzenberger from Cheers, Cliff from Cheers. He's the voice of every Pixar movie. Um, he's awesome. And Chrissy Swanson, of course, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Debbie Ryan's a big star in the Disney Channel. So we had a great cast. We shot up in Michigan. And um, it's a wonderful little movie. And trust me, if you come, bring a little box of Kleenex because there's a couple of places that if you have a heart and soul or whatever, you, will, you might cheer up a little bit. But it's a lot of laughs in this one as well. I, I just tell people I have dust in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll own it. I will own it. I ever since I've had children, I am just, you know, I can cry at the drop of a hat. That's just I've become more sensitive since oh. then. So it is what it is. You know, I can cry to commercial on TV. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And I've noticed a few of the cons have been stepping up their games and doing stuff like this. So I was wondering if you had ever done anything like that before. No, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I've done the VIP night, but not this. And this is, I, I appreciate them putting this together because I think, I think people enjoy it. And really, I hope, um, could you tell them where it's at, the name of the theater in Conroe? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'd have to call Scott on that one. It's, it's oh, a, I guess you can eat there and happy. stuff. Kathy, if you're watching, and I think you might know, so go ahead and post that. CJ knows. CJ knows. Jamie, just a second. Um, so what exactly is going to be happening that night? Is it like a movie, meet and greet? What? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be there ahead of time, obviously, meet and greet people. We'll, I'll, I'll get up on stage and introduce the movie and talk about how it happened, because it's a great story about how it happened. And uh, we'll have a screening of the movie, and then we'll just do a, <clears throat> we'll do a Q&A &Q afterwards. There um, we go. It's Star Grill. Star uh, Cinema Grill. Nice. Star Cinema Grill, yeah. I guess you can. I guess they you you can order like they bring food to your. To yeah. Your mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. I think just from eight o'clock. It's eight. It's saying it's an eight o'clock screening. Nice. Oop, okay. We just lost CJ. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that girl. <laughs> um, I will say I have seen the God's Not Dead, and that movie is incredible. I really love that movie, and so I'm really looking forward to. To this movie that you're showing on on Friday night, and I'm hoping to come in on Friday because I'll be at, at Comic Con Conroe. I'm hoping Friday, like mid afternoon through Sunday afternoon. But cool. I'm very excited to see it, and it is something you know. I do agree with Greg. It is something that's that's very different than not other, any other Comic Con that I know mm -hmm. of that is doing it. And I think that's really cool because then they can watch the movie and they you can get. Uh, I don't know like the best way to word it, but it's like they can get their questions answered and stuff right there on the spot instead of always kind of wondering and stuff, you know, because that, you know, that's one of the things about it. You know, what's interesting. I've noticed over the last 10 years is more and more. It's not just people coming up to get an autograph from Hercules or Andromeda or maybe, you know, I've done a three show arc on, on, um, on Supergirl and things like that. A lot of people say, hey, do you have any photos from from God's Not Dead or Soul Surfer? I'm in the movie Soul Surfer as well. Or uh or uh, Let There Be Light, which uh, if you have Amazon, that's streaming right now. I directed that one. That was up in theaters about two and a half years ago and had a four-month run. Um, Abel's Field, which is a modern-day Cain and Abel meets Friday Night Lights. I shot that in Austin, Texas. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to see a lot of people because they say, you know, Hollywood's putting out so much stuff right now that I don't want my kids to see. And yeah. um, so I'm doing more and more movies that have more, you know. You see what's going on in the crazy world right now. I think I do movies that have hope and redemption and love and laughter. And I think we need hope more than anything else in our country because it's just crazy what we're doing to each other right now. 
Yeah, I love, I love the movie that. arcs that you started. You've kind of transferred over to with all the more base based ones. I absolutely love those. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, I hate like the pigeonhole say faith based because some I, I call them family friendly. Just some that there's a faith element to it. Like my latest one coming out um, that I directed, it's going to be out in theaters uh, late September. It's called Miracle in East Texas, mm-hmm. and it's a true story set in 1930 during the heart of the depression. It's about two con men played once again by John Ratzenberger, who's in What If, and myself. And they went, this is a true story. They went through Oklahoma and Texas and they would woo widows out of their money on fake oil wells. They would declare, they would sell 500% of the shares and then they would declare a dry hole and move the next town and do it again. Well, they got to Kilgore and they struck oil by accident and being the largest oil refiner in the history of the world. So it's called Miracle in East Texas. I'm not giving anything away by when I say they strike, I mean, the largest oil. It's in the title, Miracle in East Texas. But it's a wonderful, funny movie. Lou Gossett Jr. is in it. Tyler Maine is in it. A lot of con people know him as the um, Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie. And he's also a WWF guy. And uh, my wife's in it. And it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, um, script written by Dan Gordon, who was, um, he wrote, he, he, he was nominated for an Oscar for screenplay. He wrote The Hurricane. Denzel Washington won the Best Actor thing. And he wrote Wider, Kevin Costner's Western. And he wrote 60 episodes of Highway to Heaven for Michael Landon's series. He's a wonderful writer. And um, look for Miracle in East Texas coming out. Uh, in fact, when I get, the, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send them ahead of time. I'm going to send them the trailer to that movie. And we can show that trailer before we show what if. Nice. Nice. So we uh, talked earlier. What's the sword behind you? Yes. Okay, seven years on Hercules. I said to you earlier, the 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 the, the, the sin of pride. Hercules by season three became the most watched show in the world. And um, when we finished the last episode at the end of season seven, um, the hundreds of people that were behind Hercules, behind the camera, working whatever departments from wardrobe to visual effects, whatever, um, they all they all give me this uh, this beautiful sword. It's gold up here. Um, and, uh, it's got a wonderful, wonderful little, it says, you know, the journey's over with Hercules, but the, but the legend lives on. They added to me, we're all done. It was last episode. Bruce Campbell was in the very last episode as well. We shot the last couple episodes out of sequence because Michael Hurst, who plays Eolus, um, had to do a play. So he was unable, so we had to switch things around. So, um, when they handed me the sword, you know, I could see in Bruce's eyes because he's know what's like after you have a long run on anything. It's, it's it's emotional and hard to say goodbye to people because they become your family. You you're with them twelve to fourteen hours a day, more than you are with your own family. And so for me to, you know, seven years of my life in New Zealand, it was such a big chapter in my life, and I couldn't get out the words. I just lost it, you know. And but uh, they the props department gave me this, and uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Peter Jackson used to come on the set quite a bit to see how the crew was developing because all through the 90s while we were filming, he's writing Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, he was, you know, he took 90% of my crew and they all went to Lord of the Rings. And, you know, visual effects won Academy Awards, props department did. Um, uh, Nyla Dixon did all of our wardrobe and Herc, Xena and Young Herc. She won Best Costume Designer. So when I got invited to the uh, Academy Awards by Peter Jackson, at the after party, he said, you know, your your show really started the industry. It wasn't a Hercules. We even have so many talented people now on both sides of the camera in our country. And I said, that's nice, Peter, but why didn't you put me in your damn movie? There's not one role for me you could have gave me in Lord of the Rings? Just a walk on something? There's more than one character in Lord of the Rings, Peter. 
<laughs> you can put me somewhere in there and kill me. It's fine. Just put me in there. Heck yeah. Look, I've, I've, known, I've known Clint Eastwood for many, for gosh, 30, 33 years I've known Clint Eastwood. I've golfed with him, everything. I said, Clint, one line. I don't care. I just want to be in a Clint Eastwood movie. My ego's not that big. I don't have to have the lead. But it still hasn't happened. He's 90 now, but he's still making movies. But come on, man. One line is all I want. <laughs> Oh, Give me a walk on at this point. God, exactly. <laughs> so, what other? I, I think you have more conventions coming up besides Conroe. What other conventions you have coming up that I believe or not? Got, I, I leave tomorrow for Oklahoma, um, Guthrie, Oklahoma. I got one week left on the Ronald Reagan movie. Dennis Clay plays Reagan. I play as pastor, and we're on the last couple of weeks of filming there right now. And so from there, I wrap on Friday. So I'll miss the Friday con, but I fly that night to Indianapolis. So I'm doing the con up there. It's called, um, what is it called? It's uh, it's like the dead or something. It's 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 interesting. What, what are they? I gotta get. I gotta see the naming. Like one of Amy's cons. Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead. That sounds like an Amy yep. con. That's an Amy yeah. con. And Bill 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 Philpott, this guy runs it. He lives in he lives uh, here in Orlando, uh, just not too far from me in Florida here. And um, so I'm doing that con. And then I've got I've got one. I just did one in in Jackson, Mississippi, and I'll tell you, it was packed. People were so excited. I think people were just excited to get back out again. I mean, it was um, I was just blown away by the number of people there. And uh, hey, by the way, Flash, uh, I'm hoping they come soon because I know we're well, we're two weeks away, right? Um, two weeks, thirteen days. So so they finally came out with the Hercules a Funko Pop thing. Finally, oh. oh. So I'm hoping I get them before I come down to the show. It'd be great to have them there ahead of time because I know that I know people go crazy for those and collect those things. So yeah, I got um, them all over in here. Well, Universal, Universal held up. I guess Universal would be in kind of a pain in the butt with the guys that do that, and they were holding up the licensing on my on my show for a long, long time. I think they, um, I don't know what the reason is behind it. Everything's got weird things going on, but uh, it's finally done. I've seen the prototype. It's cool. It's fun. So uh, I hope I hope they're here before I head down your way. But then I've see I've got I've got um, I leave August fifteenth for Canada. I'm directing the le next Left Behind um, movie. Oh, awesome! Yes, I've been waiting for yeah. it. So it's been eight years. I'm taking over the Nicolas Cage role, and I'm directing it as well. The script is fantastic. So I'll be shooting there August through September, and then October. November, I'm filming a Western in New Mexico with Antonio Sabato and Dean Kane. And um, aren't you going to be at Tyler Comic Con in October? Because I know I am. That's why I, I thought you were on lineup for that. The Tyler is it's in October. Yeah. Uh, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh -oh conflict. I don't know. It's not on my calendar, so I don't know if they invited me. I'm doing one called the Hazard Con in Greenville, Tennessee. Yeah, they they have you listed as a guest, and it's in the time. What's the date? Uh, the 9th and tenth of October. Ah, boy. They have you and Pentac <laughs> are the bigger names coming. Who's who's running that? Do you know they got to get a hold of me because I don't have that. I'm pretty good at keeping records on that. I don't Brett see Mitchell. that on here. What's his name? Brett Mitchell. Okay, I know Brent Mitchell. I don't think I have his number though. If you guys got his number, you can email to me later. I don't. I have his email though. Well, Greg's got my info. Yeah, yeah I'll we won't we won't give it over right now. Oh no! no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll it over to you. I mean, fans want to talk to me. They can go to kevinsorbo.net. Hey, another place to go is sorbos.org. 
So sorbosplural.org, good place to go. It's a new site that's up. My wife's on there as well. We got a lot of stuff happening. Um, so yeah, so please check it out. And by the way, Amy, how old are your kids? Uh, my kids are my oldest just turned two on Thursday. Okay, they're, they're too young. Yeah, they're really little. They're, they're, not, ready like... for my, they're not ready for the, the, the movie, remember any movie yet. No, I just have a really yeah. good family movie out right now. It's been out for seven weeks already. It's in theaters. And it's called The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. It's a nice family mm. movie. I'm in it with Mira Sorvino and Peter Coyote. And uh, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice family movie. Well, you know, now I'm going to have to give you one of my books, knowing that you shot a Western. I love Westerns. I've shot four. I, I'm, I, I, I won, actually, Best Young Adult Western in the state of Texas. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. So, so now I have to give it to you to see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> So they're over here in case people curious. That's me with Muhammad Ali right there. Me and Muhammad Ali. Oh, nice. What's the so big And that's my mom and dad. Yay, mom and dad. So I'm actually um, one of your connections on LinkedIn. And if I remember correctly, you just came from Israel? No, I was supposed I've been there, I've been there twice. I shot a documentary there two years ago. Uh -huh. And uh, that's out right now called Against the Tide, Against the Tide movie. People check that out. It's a really good documentary. Um, and uh, I'm, I was supposed to go there now to do another documentary. They, an archaeological dig, they have uncovered the, uh, the world's oldest, to, the, to date so far, the oldest temple. And wow. a lot of interesting people have already talked about it, but I gotta, I'm going to be on camera. But now they, they had a lockdown because of the, um, not the virus, they, because of the war that was going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they, they moved my dates, but then when they moved my dates, I said it overlaps with my other stuff. So now we're not going to go there until I think mid-January I'm taking off. I got about three weeks to, uh, to, uh, to be there. So, um, and I do want to do a quick announcement. Next May, my wife and I are taking the first 50 people. We'll put it on my website. That want to join us in Israel. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a big. We took we took fifty people a couple years ago, and they loved it. I mean, you don't have to be a person of faith to go to Israel. There's a lot of history there, and um, I think people would love the 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 journey that they get to go on and things they get to see. Because I'm, I'm a history, I'm a history guy. I love it, and it's pretty fascinating. Is that gonna be on Sorbos.org? Where they? It'll be on Sorbos.org. Yeah. Okay. So, that is posted. So people can go there now and and sign up. But we haven't signed up the official. We just we just got the what the schedule is going to look like, and we're, we're we're just making sure the link is all set to go before we send it out. So you've got like a lot going on. So I got a lot going on, and I and, and I shot and I shot I just shot a new pilot. Uh, it's a one hour drama called Pieces. We shot in Mount Shasta, North North Cal uh, North California, and it's I play the I play the guy that runs a um, a camp for um, troubled teens. And it's a it's a good one hour drama. Netflix is looking at it pretty seriously right now. So, what do you do in your spare time when you actually have spare time? I golf. I love to golf. <laughs> so, we're we're homeschoolers as well. So that's my my wife and kids usually travel with me and stuff. And my kids aren't kids as much. I'm six three. My nineteen year old is now six five. Wow. And, so, and my seventeen year old is as tall as me. And then my daughter's fifteen. But. Um, but uh, the two boys will probably be in the Left Behind movie as well. Um, my 19 year old's going to get into it. He just booked a, a Western, not a Western, a Army movie that he's shooting out in New Mexico later this summer. So, um, you know, like father, like son. I mean, they grew up with it. They're on sets all the time. So I wasn't surprised they wanted to do it. But I said, you know, as people say to me, what do you recommend? I, my, 
to tell my daughter she wants to get into acting, I say, tell her to get a different career. <laughs> it's, it's brutal and evil, and I'm so glad to be out of Hollywood. But at the same time, I'm, I'm grateful for what Hollywood did for me as well. I can bet that it does take a lot. It takes you away from your family as well. But sure. also, does it, it, does it do a mental state for you, like when you get into the characters and then try to get out of character? No, I love acting. I'm just, I'm, we're like kids, man. It's fun to play other people, you know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm very comfortable with who I am too. So I know the difference. I was never a big Hollywood guy. I mean, we lived 40 miles north of LA. So I wasn't really in that world. And um, I, I love the industry. I fell in love with acting when I was just 11 years old. So, uh, you know, I tell people, if you do it, do it because you love the craft. Don't, I mean, I didn't go out to Hollywood. I grew up in a little town in Minnesota, 7,000 people. I didn't go out there going, ah, one day I'll be Hercules. I don't know. And I, all I knew is that, um, you know, I, I, I was going to have success. I was very confident in myself and my ability that talent, luck, timing, all that stuff would come together for me one day. So I'm tell people I'm a 13 year overnight success. <laughs> well, I the like thing. your clan, your family with you because that allows them to yeah. experience everything with you and kind of creates a stronger bond. No, no question, no question. My kids are great. I'm not. I don't have these terrible teens. These, these, my kids are are, are awesome, and uh, I'm glad they're in my life. I wish I had more kids. We, I don't know why we stopped at three, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that I have to ask because my son is actually a bodybuilder. And he just had a tournament, which didn't go the way he wanted it to go. But he's definitely improved. And if anybody has seen his pictures, they'll know for sure. But with the regiment that he has to do for bodybuilding with sure. eating and lifting, how how did did you go through that with Hercules? Getting well, you know, when when they initially came to me with the role, when my my agents, hey, they're going to book because initially it was going to just be five two-hour movies. That's all it was going to be. But a year in New Zealand, my, my agent called me, hey, they're doing a Hercules, you know, five tour movies. And I was like, I've always been decent in, in shape. You know, I played football, basketball, sports and stuff. Um, you know, I'm 6'3", I, you know, I was 225, so I'm good size. But uh, they said, I said, don't they want like a 280-pound steroid dude or something, bodybuilder? I said, no, no, no. What they're looking for is like an NFL quarterback size guy or like a decathlon guy or something. So, Okay. So, I, I mean, I read seven times over two months before I got the role. They auditioned 2,800 actors in North America. Wow. It was a wow. pretty big hunt all over Canada, U.S., and everything. And uh, eventually, obviously, I, I got the role. But my regiment was usually up by 4.30 in the morning. Um, you're on the set filming by 6.30. I would shoot until 7, 7.30 at night. Then I would go lift weights for an hour and a half pretty much every single day. And then get home and study my lines for the next day and go to bed at midnight, get four or four and a half hours of sleep and do it again. But how many uh, years? Uh, seven years I was down there. Yeah. Um, and not complaining. I loved it. I had a great time doing it. And uh, my crew was unbelievable. And we had so we laughed so much in that set. There was just so much. I mean, you can I think you can tell them the show. We we always, you know, Sam Raimi was our exact producers. So you know, they're gonna make it campy and fun, you know, and I think that was <laughs> One of the biggest things that uh, we all knew, you know, this is a type of show that you could easily laugh at. So let's let let's laugh together at it, you know. And we had serious episodes as well, but um, uh, it was it was just it was a blast to be part of it. But yeah, I would carbs all I had carbs only in the morning. Then it would be five nothing but protein the rest of the day, spread out during the day. I mean, I was pretty, which was fine by me because I'm not a good vegetable eater. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my son actually for like Christmas and everything will bring his own food and it oh, be, really? he, he eats like eight times a day sure. and it's like well my boys wow. are doing that now too my 19 year old I mean he he got into it now and he's he's up about 210 he's six five but he's up about 210 he's put on about 15 pounds of muscle in the last less than a year and he's he's into it so I, I think I had something to do with that so <laughs> well, I understand you have a book out called true faith that's a follow-up to True Strength. The True Faith just came out. My wife and I co-wrote together, but True True Strength came out of uh, uh, something that happened to me on the set of Hercules. Um, I was doing all my own stunts. You know, my ego said that I could, and I wanted to do my stunts. And uh, my arm was killing me at the last three months of season five. I couldn't figure out what was going on with my arm, shoulder, fingers were cold and numb. Uh, I get back to LA. I always had like a two-month break each season. And most of that one month would be just publicity and then one month just myself to veg out. But um, I, my first big budget movie came out called The Conqueror, the prequel to Conan the Barbarian. So um, I finally went to see my doctor because I said, I don't know what's going on my arm, man. It's been killing me for months. He found a lump way up here. Uh, he didn't tell me at the time, but he thought it was cancer. He said, I got to do a biopsy and I Kevin, see what's going on. So I go to my chiropractor. And I heard a voice in my head say, don't let him crack your neck, which is weird because in eight years, he's never cracked my neck because I don't let chiropractors crack my neck. I've never liked it. So I've always gone to the same guy for eight years. Yet this voice, don't let him crack your neck over and over again. Well, he cracks my neck. And that ended up being an aneurysm. They've been spitting out blood clots in the arm with that crack this way. Forced it to open up and four clots from my brain. I suffered four strokes. Wow. wow. And um, I, I, luckily, the one of my, my speech dissolved during the first day. So I was able to get my speech back, but I, I still have a 10% loss in both eyes, but it took me four months to learn how to even stand up and walk again. Um, pretty tough mm. on your ego when you're playing Hercules. Um, when I went down to shoot season six, I went from a 14 hour day to one hour a day and just slowly worked up again. But it took me three years to fully recover. And I wrote the book, True Strength. Um, the subtitle is um, my journey from Hercules to mere mortal and how nearly dying saved my life. And I didn't want to write it. My wife made me write it. She said, you're going to help people this book. And she ended up being right. I I, I, I bring it to every Comic-Con. I always bring like at least 10, 10 of those books. They sell it right away. But when I do speaking events on this, depending on the site, if there's a thousand people, I'll send 200 books. I'll sign. So uh, is there a way to reserve a copy for Comic-Con row for, you know, I always bring about 10 or 12 with me wherever I, whenever I come You can out. hide one under the table first sure I can. person sure I can. and I will come find you. Not stalk her way like Mimi, but come find <laughs> Why do we got to say stalk her way like, why do we have to say that stalk her like Amy? Man, that's so bad. Now, like, when, when you know, Kevin sees me at Comic-Con or he's going to bolt the other way, thinking I'm going to stalk him. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, my anyway, goodness. If you could just tuck one under your I table or whatnot, I'll come I'll tuck one away. But then, but, then, then, but then my wife and I wrote the follow-up book called True Faith. And it's just like, what we saw was going on in our world right now, the craziness, and we need to find a place to, uh, to, to to get along, as corny as that sounds. I mean, I'm tired of all this anger and hate and divisiveness that's going out there. And it's really, you know, we're all going to hit roadblocks in life. God never promised us easy life. So to me, it's like, hey, what do you do when you hit that roadblock? You know, you're going to blame God, family, friends, the world. I will say cue Michael Jackson's song or the man in the mirror. Look yeah. in the mirror. That's, that's where the problem is right there. Look in the mirror. As my wife said to me when I was ever I got down, when I was doing my recovery after the stroke, she said, Kevin, it happened. Now, what are you going to do about it? And she was right. I can whine and moan about it, but if I'm going to be negative about it, it's not going to help my healing process, is it? So 
I just, I just push myself harder than I ever could push myself in anything. So that's what I tell people to do, you know, life's not, life's not easy. And, uh, I remember I used to caddy at this private country club. My dad was a school teacher. I'm the fourth of five kids. You don't have, you don't have five kids on a public school teacher's salary. It was pretty tough. We didn't have, but I never, I never felt I was without anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I used to caddy at this private country club and these all wealthy guys. And I said, how did you guys become wealthy? Every single one of these guys said, oh, I failed. And then I failed again. And then I failed for another five years until I got successful. And I went, okay, I get it. Failure is a positive, not a negative thing. Too many people give up and they say, well, it's your fault. It's that world's fault. You owe me. You know, my dad said, nobody owes you anything. You work hard in your life. And that was it's always stuck with me and my four siblings as well. Well, I hate to ask, but go ahead and make that two copies you're hiding because that's something really good. That would be really good for me. Because I'm, we'll, we'll come get them. Okay. We'll come get them. Because like a... But it's going to say when something that big happens in your life, it changes dramatically. Oh, no um, I went septic in 2016. I went 50% cardiac, full liver. Wow. Failure. And before that, I had three, five, eight books out. Since that point, I have now a multi award winning series, a podcast. I'm on this podcast. I've got a blog going. My husband and I are doing a five-acre farm from ground zero to fully functioning, self-sustaining. And so it's like when you do something like that or something that happens to you, it's amazing your mind shift because that, you think you have all the time in the world. Yeah. After that, it's like, no, I've, God gave me this second chance. I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. Yeah. 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 Hey, like look, I never thought I'd be doing speaking events. And now I do about 15, 20 speaking events a year. Nice. Whether it's medical, motivational, whether it's on my books, whatever it is. Um, I mean, I've already done five this year. So my last year, obviously, was a lost year for everybody, but it's already picked up this year. You know, I just did an event. I just did an event in Dallas, and there was 1,500 people there, and it was great, you know. So um, it's pretty cool, you know. So, it, it, yeah, it's it's been a blessing to have this whole other world open to me. I never really thought about it. And it's like I do healing through writing and panels at at conventions because i'm stage four colon cancer survivor and i'm going through my fourth wow. bout of it right now yeah and wow that was 12 years ago i was diagnosed at age 37 so i was young i'm telling you well yeah mine happened my 30s as well these strokes i mean look at the shape i was in i mean mm -hmm. i was pretty good shape on hercules you know? so, <laughs> i mean it was it was tough to have to go through it but i went through it and uh I think I came on a stronger person in a different way, you know, and it was it was a long road. But I'm telling you, this book, I've had people, cancer survivors, car crash, stroke, heart attack, whatever, come up to me and say, your book made me stop feeling sorry for myself. It's guys, it's entertaining. It's fun. There's a couple other chapters. There's a chapter from Bruce Campbell in there. My wife wrote a chapter. So there's other chapters and other people, but there's short stories. It's semi-autobiographical. But it's entertaining at the same time, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy the read. It's 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 fun. Seriously though, hide them under the table for us. Okay. <laughs> and there are no books. I am not going to be happy camper. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I I commend you on doing that because I I really wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, the state that everything is in, and you know all the issues and stuff that are going on with just people in the world. I think we need more people like you know you, Kevin, that's doing it you know, fun family movies that are, you know, have some faith elements to it and stuff, but just bringing joy to people and trying yeah. to bring people together because we are so, you know, separated and all of these things. And so I think, 
you know, this is the perfect time to get things like that and to really make an impact on people. And so, so all you people watching right now, you better come to the movie Friday night. Okay. I am. <laughs> like I said, and I'm bringing my super hubby and my come to the movie. <laughs> Tell all your neighbors. Grow up. Yeah. It's oh, going to be definitely. fun. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's um, definitely. And it's what? 13. Like I said, 13 days away. It's Ooh. next Friday, so it's Countdown only 13 days been. away. Yeah. Where, where's the location in Conroe again? Is it at the convention Conroe, center? Texas. Yep, it's in Conroe, the convention Texas center. Conroe, Texas at Lone Star Convention Center. Lone Star, that's it. Okay, cool. Just getting that plug out there so people know. Miss <laughs> Kath will be there. She's going to be my partner that night. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, where's that question you were going to ask? I think I saw it on your uh, uh, website. The question, don't Kathy be nice? <laughs> no, it was a was it was a, a nice question. question. Or was it a question? <laughs> I think she wanted Kevin Zorbo to flex. <laughs> what? <laughs> She wanted to see you flex. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Show those muscles. Wow. I'm still in shape for an old dude, but those Hercules days are behind me now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. There it is. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Will you flex for us, please? <laughs> Our listeners have to all have to go lucky crew. So what they come up with half the time, you know, we go with the flow. You know, we we basically just have try to have fun on the show. That's the biggest thing is having fun. That's so, what's enjoy. next for Mr. Kevin Sorbo? Um, well, I told you after this, I go to Guthrie, Oklahoma, to finish up the Reagan movie with Dennis Quaid. Mm -hmm. And ironically, the um, the Left Behind was written by Jerry Jenkins along with LaHaye, and Jerry Jenkins was the one who who was the producer, executive producer on What If that we're showing on Friday night. And it was directed by Dallas Jenkins, who's doing a thing called The Chosen right now, which has 200 million followers around the world. I mean, this thing has exploded on the life of Jesus. Nice. And then I've got, um, I told you about the other, the Western, I'm doing the Western called Trailblazers. And then I have another one that just got funded. We're shooting earlier in the year, Dean Kane and I, and a movie I'm directing called Carpool Lane. And it's, um, it's a pretty interesting uh, dramedy. It's about a guy, a high-powered lawyer played by Dean Cain, that is, uh, his, his, his marriage is falling apart because all he does is work 100 hours a week trying to work his way up the food chain in this law firm and totally forgetting about his wife and kids and life. And the LA traffic is so bad, he sees me in the side road as a bum, says, I'll give you 100 bucks to get in the car so we can use the carpool lane. <laughs> and uh, things happen during the next hour and a half of the movie that are quite interesting. I think people will find it a very interesting movie. It's a little independent movie called Carpool Lane, and it's uh, it's quite good. And we start filming that probably probably in February next year. Nice. You know, when I lived in Houston, I was very tempted to do that so I could get around traffic <laughs> to have someone come sit in the car with me. I mean, that's, that's going to be a great movie because I'm pretty sure at least one everybody in Houston has felt that way or done sure. that at one point you yeah. know it's, it's a funny but true story i actually have a friend who used to put a mannequin dummy in the passenger seat oh sure there was a, a lady heard, in houston did that and I've she so, yeah. yeah she got pulled over and got a ticket for it because yep. they caught her yep. <laughs> that's, happened, that's happened in la too because your traffic there yeah. is any better than los angeles that's for sure well out of the three three major cities that i've been through la houston 
I'll even add Dallas, Atlanta, and DC. The worst traffic is LA. Yeah. It's horrible. Dallas, Dallas, I don't like the roads there. Mm -hmm. And then Houston. And to me, Atlanta isn't bad at all. Atlanta's just wow. so small compared to Houston, which is 80 miles square. But Atlanta's airport is the worst. Yes. It is no, no. LA, LAX is I haven't been to LAX, though. LAX. I haven't been to LAX. At least, at least the Atlanta one is, looks like it's clean inside. LAX is just horrific. It's horrible. It's just, I don't mm. miss it. My I'm, husband glad and I'm glad we left. I miss, I miss the home I had in LA. I miss, I, like, I was, like I said, I was, I was between LA and Santa Barbara. I was 50 miles on either side, basically. But, uh, I, man, the traffic and the taxes, and they're about to raise their state tax yet again. So, my husband and I 16.9% state tax. You're kidding. Wow. Ow, that hurts. They're 13.5 right now. That hurts. Mm. That's not even legal. I know. That's awful. And they wonder why people are leaving. They've lost two seats in the house because <laughs> the population is going down. They're the number one state for people to get the heck out of Dodge. I was going to say, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Mexico. Tin cars makes rush hour. <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. sister lives in Mejia, and I think Mejia. that's her. Lydia. It is. It, it probably is. is. Yeah. It is. streamer permission. I think that's my sister. Uh, oh, goodness. So we went to, my husband and I went to San Diego because most of his family's there. Well, a portion of his family's there. The worst road I think I've ever been on was going it's like you could see Hollywood one way, but it's like eight lines of traffic oh, going yeah. up this huge hill. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I've never seen that before in my life. And I'm yeah. ADD and OCD. So I just covered my eyes and let my husband drive. I had yeah. never seen that before. Eight lines on just one side. One row going one way. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> I no. know. But it's it's yeah. overwhelming. I'm good. I'll stick to my little state. So That's guys, I hate to do this, but I've got in yes. seven minutes, I've got another Zoom interview on a on a um, on a news show. Well, it was and a I, pleasure to talk with you. We yes. look forward to seeing you at Comic Con. Yes. Thanks yeah. for and coming on. See you on the movie you. time and save us some books and we'll see you then. <laughs> I'm looking and forward to you guys. And we are definitely out of here too. So come up, come up, Amy and stalk me, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being with us, and I hope everybody Bye. enjoyed the show today. All right. We'll Adios. See you in a couple weeks. Bye.